in your ear. Podcast. Hi Network. there, I'm Mike. Uh, oh wait, yes, I'm Josh. <laughs> Most of the time, I think I'm Dave. I'm no. Oh, no. oh, no. oh, no. oh no. I'm not. I'm Jaden. <laughs> I have glasses on, and no, we are wild should. stallions. <laughs> and this is does and it suck? Is, does it suck? I like how we got so lazy that there's not even music anymore. Yeah, I just want to jump. No, is this J-Bone's movie? You got to introduce it. It is J-Bone's movie. No, that's true. I was, I'm sorry. I was going to. J-Bone, make sure you put a bleep on that. (laughs) We'll see. even funny. I'm feeling dangerous. Um, Okay, so we, for for anyone who missed, I think, what we announced last one, we're just going to kind of roll with, like, we're just going to go in a cycle and everybody's going to pick a movie just to spice it up a little bit. We're ending our summer series. Yeah, we're ending our summer series in March. (laughs) Well, wait, do we, the next do we have one spring. more to go? We have one no, more to go. No, 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 I was last on the this list. The we did one. the number generator. So oh, so everybody picked their like movies that they love for everybody. So And it was the summer series, which began back in June, was, <laughs> I got this, wait. I know Solo did Desperado. Mike, right. did, did, Mike did Dick. Mike I was going to say Dick. Deep Throat, and I was like, that's wrong, but it's close. Uh, yeah. And Dave did, I, not Time, was it Time Bandits? No. Nope. Oh. It has a, it has, it's a, it's a part of your anatomy. And Dick. then <laughs> <laughs> Dave is acting out a horror movie with involving like a bunny uh, rabbit. It's, it's a devil's backbone. Devil's, devil's backbone. backbone. Oh yeah. Game I'm going to be like, awesome. welcome to hell. <laughs> so we're doing Princess Mononoke. Which, <laughs> Mininoki. Mininoki, which is a Studio Ghibli, uh, whatever his first name is, Miyazaki. I can't remember his first name. The director, famous director, uh, famous I mean, animation studio. Um, it's Hayao. one of my Hayao, Hayao, Hayao Miyazaki, I believe. I could be saying it wrong. Yes. To Studio um, Giblets. Studio Ghibli is how I, I know, say I just... it. Ghibli. Um, it's anyway, like such experts here. And it, I, I've seen a lot of their movies. They're all almost all of them are on HBO Max. I highly recommend anyone with Miyazaki's name on it. They're pretty much guaranteed to be a fantastic did, movie. Did this is know? my favorite of his movies. So uh wait, what was the fun fact? Go ahead. The the fun fact is this is not only you know that all the things that you just said, but the last major animated motion picture to be filmed on plastic cells. Everything uh-huh. after this point was computer animated. Interesting. Cool. Well, yeah, so well, this is an animated filmed on tinfoil. Before that, I, I, don't, I don't know how they do it. Lead, I they lick the, the lead. There's a lot of lead licking. It was a weird process. Um, didn't you ever see the like the Disney how they did it like docs at, as a kid that they were saying yeah. where they uh, yeah, it's, it's like plastic, plastic cell. cells mm-hmm. where they take they where basically them. they draw a, a background and then they will draw a character or whatever it is or the the whatever's moving on the plastic cell and then they just keep switching the cell. Uh, and drawing the character in slightly different positions to animate it. And then it's like, and you know, photo, there were 144,000 cells in this movie. And um, Mr. Miyazaki personally drew at some, at, to some degree, at least 80,000 of them. That's wild. Well, that's anyway, crazy. does he have that's a lot of facts? People? Princess Mononoke is a, is a beautifully handcrafted, old-fashioned animated film using all those cool things that you guys are talking about and um it also happens to be like very much an adult movie like it is a uh, not saying like a kid couldn't watch it but it is a movie specifically aimed at an adult audience um and its themes and its violence and its horror and all that stuff um and it's fucking an adult rules. movie with no sex an adult movie adult audience who is mature enough to yeah. handle a, comp- a movie <laughs> there's sex. There's sexiness in this movie. There's some. There's some sexiness. There's some skin. There's some. I mean, some... There's, yes. There, there's an entire uh, uh, like iron producing town run by rescued brothel women that yeah. um, who are, are hilarious or like aggressively sexual and hilarious. Yes, and comfortable mm-hmm. with who they are. So yeah, Princess yes. Mononoke. So I handed this movie off to you guys. 
um, it's about a sex think? positive thing, you know. It's, it is a sex positive. It's, sex it's, positive. A, it's yeah. a human it's positive. Like, it's like how you fuck nature. One hundred and one. Yeah, like, yeah. That's yeah, the, the night walker or whatever. Would you right. fuck the night walker? <laughs> It's literally called the Night Walker. I assume it's not a prostitute god, though. <laughs> but I don't know what it's doing to the forest. It kind of seemed like is that. No, wait. The Night Walker was very. Seed. It was Night very Walker wet. Is the girl's goopy. pimp? The Night Walker is the girl's pimp, and he's the one who shows up when the John doesn't pay. Wait, did anybody I else just... think that the forest god's face is hilarious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> as soon as I thank you for like, saying that. As can soon I, as he like looked up and his face, share? it was just like J Bone gets to do the synopsis. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. So I got a sorry, unique sorry. challenge where my older kid came down like 30. I had, I kept texting her from the basement, like, Do you want to come watch this movie with me? Do you want to come watch this movie? She's you know preteen, so she's in her room constantly. And I figured like she would respond and she didn't. So I just started watching the movie because it's like a long movie. And she comes in like half hour into it. She's like, All right, I'm ready to watch. I'm like, what? I'm like, all right, well, I'm like 35 minutes into it. I'm like, nah, I'm not restarting on this journey. And so I caught her up. So I think I can do a good job of it. So it's about a prince <laughs> in the East who um, sees danger coming to his village. It's this God that has been infected with hatred as a like real thing. Like he's got all these squirmy worms on. He's a big boar. They fight it. He, the kid, the prince gets infected. He has to leave his kingdom as a man and cut his hair and go off and fight, find a cure to this curse that's going to kill him in a horrible way. But nobody he, can watch him leave. That was right. Just, they can't watch him leave. Yeah. Oh yeah. There he, was some, he goes yeah, to the awesome. west. <laughs> I've had a couple of dates like that. Yeah. He goes to the west Don't and he meets him and then he No, meets, but I love to watch him leave. <laughs> but I hate to see you. Yeah, you're yeah, not supposed to. <laughs> I hate to see him go, but I love to watch him leave. Yeah. <laughs> you're not supposed to. <laughs> Continue, J Bone. I'm, I don't Take understand us. that you're not supposed to comment. I'm missing the joke. Explain yeah, that. Wait, wait, you weren't supposed to watch him leave. Did I miss something? What's happening? There was the whole thing. There was a lot of. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not. You I'm can't not gonna... stop now. Go ahead. Continue you with your keep going. You have to feel what I go through. I thought Just I was going to be quick and efficient. Um, I was just going to say he goes to the West. He meets a whole bunch of cast of characters and all this political intrigue amongst the the world over there, the economics, the the environment, the resources of the world and these different cultural groups and militaries that are all together. And he goes in the midst of all this war. Plus there's demon creatures and he tries to just be a good person through all of it. And he meets a wolf girl and uh, she sucks blood and it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Claire Danes. Fair Claire enough. Danes. Really uh, good. Yeah. And then and Billy, Billy Crudup is in it and he's excellent. And Jillian Anderson is the wolf oh. too. And, and Keith, shout out to my man Keith David, who is the narrator oh, voice, and it just sounds absolutely incredible. It's the like narrator the voice and and the the badass boar too, right? Both, yeah, of the, yeah he's got yeah. a lot of yeah. He's got such a great voice for killing for, it in this movie. Yeah. For Gargoyles, come on! I, I am gonna uh, say though that Crudup, I, I it bothered me. I didn't like Crudup's voice. I'm gonna be shallow. Well, wait, at the end of the movie, so basically though, we got to remember. Lady Shimbayashi, um, I'm going to butcher all these names. I cannot remember most of them, frankly. I didn't write them down either, so I'm with you, man. Hold Let's on. I, I gotta, I'll get up a reference sheet. Hold on. Right. Right. Anyway, the woman who runs Iron Town and has a, yeah. a Iron Lady. Call her Iron Lady. The Iron Lady is has to kill the spirit of the forest because that's how she is. It's very fern gully. She doesn't by have the way. to. She wants yeah. to. She yeah, wants she, to exactly. Out. She doesn't have to. She, she, the only thing of, she wants to do is spread out her <clears> industry <throat> and her and her world order that she's got. She's it's not the only player. thing she wants to spread out. She wants to take care of her people. She's very motivated by <laughs> motivated by taking care of her town, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's how they try to save that bullshit character of hers. By being she's like, not bullshit. <laughs> she's complicated. What's interesting is like is every, we've all seen lots of animes here. I know we've all watched them. It's just not like, true. like just one yeah, not true. I've barely watched any anime in my life. Really? I've watched a, a ton. I've uh, watched a bunch. No, I like think you've in, you know, I've seen some. But seen in like bit. the Japanese culture way, okay, and also like Asian entertainment, you watch Squid Games or any like, you know, Japanese stuff as well Korean, as Korean. I know. I'm I'm saying <laughs> Asian in general there. A lot of the shows. Yes. <laughs> 
lot of their TV shows tend to have that sort of tone where it's also like complicated, more complicated moral values. Things aren't as simple as like, you know, I'd say American, not even Western television, but like American, we're going to wrap this in a bow. Here's the good guys, the bad guys. Like they always have, I think, much more complex characters. I also think what's very interesting is remembering that it's a country that had two nuclear bombs dropped on it. There's always this really deep darkness and light at the same time to a, a lot of the way the anime styles are like they don't pull any punches it's not necessarily especially for the adult ones it's not necessarily made for kids it gets dark and they always have these a lot of philosophical references that i don't know mike might know better but like that seem to have roots in asian philosophy you know what i mean of life and death and that sort of thing well i think this is like you're a saying percent japanese movies pulled from japanese culture <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying you have to like you have yeah. to know that when everybody watched uh, Squid Games, right? And it's Korean, yeah. right? But it's very similar to a lot of stuff that I've I've watched tons of anime and tons of yeah. just, you know. For instance, get on they will eat kimchi instead of hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll kill off their main Sorry. characters. They'll kill off their main characters very easily. Though the storyline yeah. built differently than what we see in in the U.S. And I, I like it better, frankly. Like, even in this, there was a bore. And, and when they can't, when they can't wrap up the story, they just like to throw a big blob that kills everybody onto the screen, and then just like deuce ex yeah. machina out of everything to to kind of pull it together. Wasn't that the that, end? That, that bothered me. Like it was the re- yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the point. <laughs> like ten years later, we're like, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, big blob that kills everybody, and then they'll fight <laughs> it, and then eventually that'll be the end. I didn't know one Ghost in the Shell movie was like that too. So I, I no, feel like I've seen it. Kind of like fizzled out. Like I and tentacles. There's always tentacles. I'm just going to go out on a limb here, just Phallic, from a personal Phallic opinion standpoint. Metaphors. And I, I loved a lot of these anime movies that we've just been talking about when I was younger, and now I'm rewatching them at this current age, and I'm not liking them as much. And I and I and I get I'm kind of with you on that. You know, like I get all the themes and I the, the presentation to me, I'm maybe looking at it. OK, so I, the first time I saw this movie, I was absolutely high on mushrooms to a degree where I I remember because I didn't remember the actual movie, but I remember the emotions I was experiencing in the movie. And I remember the sheer terror at not wanting anything bad to happen to the animals. The first time I saw this movie, like that's how I was just like, don't. I wasn't even high last night and I felt that way. So I think it's. <laughs> I, I ate some natural. weed candy and watched this movie last night. But I, the, also the first time I saw this was – I've probably seen it like three or four times when I lived in Philadelphia um, uh, in college. So I was maybe like 2021. 20, Tony Trin, uh, my roommate, brought this movie into the house and we watched it a couple times. And I think we were 2001? all – 2001? Yeah, 2000, 2001. 2021. Yeah. Not 2021, 2001. You can't time travel in your comment. Go. I, I am. I I can talk about the past. Go ahead. <laughs> Which is kind and of like so. So I wa- So we, when we lived that. at our old house uh, in in college, it was me and my college buddies. We watched this movie, uh, and I think you know I was like a philosophy major, and 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 so was one of my roommates, and we just like you know, had taken like a Marxism class and we would just like talk very high minded about this movie. And I think thought it was like a really genius allegory for, for everything going on. And now uh, I tried to get in the same headspace. I ate some edibles and sat down to watch it. And it just didn't like hit in the same way. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm I'm with you. I really, I think, yes, I was waiting for like the same sort of I don't know, recognition of the genius interpretation of this everlasting conflict of, you know, like everything that it's built up to be in the way that I liked it the first time and like cried out of fear of the little like head spinny guys and all this. Yeah, those are great. I love, I think it was like, I love the animation. Um, I like the story too, but this, the script is like clunky. Um, that, that well, was I don't know. It was like taking me out the entire it, movie. Yeah, it was like taking me out of it a little bit. You know, it's you like you're not the one. But that's the dubbing. Says to him, actually, not, I. But this is interesting. He's not handsome. Yeah. He's gorgeous. <laughs> 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 
was just a lot of that. And I was, J-Bone, I was J-Bone, you're, you're conspicuously quiet. Where, where, what, well, I get, do you like, do this? When I watch anime, I, it, every, every one I watch, I, I want to watch it in the original language with subtitles. Cause I feel like you, you lose something. And even in Squid Games, we were commenting on how they have these Americans come in later in the show and it's like, ha, 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 this guy's going to die. That's right. We're American. Ha, ha, ha. Suck my dick. I swear to God, that's like how <laughs> it goes. Like, and it was just weird. And I was talking that to someone just else. Like and Americans, was, what movie though? did you watch? It's <laughs> just like Americans. Just what, like, what, but no, is this, is this. It doesn't everything? translate apparently in the language. Like there's things that the are. Tone. Made. The tone I mean, I don't know. Language this, itself. Was this, like, you know. Was this. Uh, I don't know. Like, was this originally in Japanese and they are reading like a translated script? I mean, yes. it feels Do you like know who that. did the translation? Fun fact. Wait. Oh, who? <laughs> Am I muted? No. Do you, no. Sorry. Do you know who Tell did us. the translation? Yeah, it we're was waiting. Neil Gaiman. Neil, da- yeah. Neil Gaiman did the translation. Yeah. Please tell Dude. us. You're so. He smart. wrote. He wrote the uh, whatever the American version of the script after basically uh, Quentin Tarantino passed on it. The, mm-hmm. the American producer, there's all sorts of crazy stories, was Harvey Weinstein, who apparently got into such a conflict with the Studio Ghibli guys that they threatened him with a sword wow. <laughs> over a certain awesome. editing proposal. And he backed <laughs> down and they got the whole script in. And that's why it's two hours and 13 minutes. And history was made and et cetera. And he was cetera, right. But yeah, he was right. Is there any information on why this was like the crossover theatrical release of anime I mean, in 90, it came out in 97 and I was yeah. like, why was that? I'm trying to remember because Matrix doesn't happen and come out, I think, until 98, 99, maybe. I think Spirited Away was a much bigger hit than this movie. Spirited it Away was. was kind of the one that did it. And that was after Matrix. I don't know if they're. When I felt like with like Billy Bob Thornton and these other people, celebrities doing the voices, this was like, we're going to make this push and make American audiences like love adult animation this style japanese style as much as like the japanese do which i think there are too many cultural differences for mainstream audiences unfortunately that it didn't take off i think now i think now actually and i think one of the things of why this movie seems much more basic to me is now just years of watching anime like i'm watching attack on titan and the storylines, although many similarities, the storylines, they layer it a lot more in a complicated way. Or like you watch Bleach where there are simple storylines, but we have layer and layer and layer of this. And it seems like with this, I, it was building to a really great crescendo. And then at some point they were like, all right, we got to tie it up. Big guy and this guy comes out. He's OK. He lost his head and uh, we got to get it back. And then uh, I'll see you later in the forest. Well, right. I mean, I guess like the difference, like. I don't know if it's different, but this just feels like very 101 mythology where he's just like kind of like lifting from these like sort of like Joseph Campbell, like bare bones mythology of like uh, Earth creation stories, probably even Lord of the Rings. Like I was I was actually saying to uh, my wife, Sarah, last night that it was like it felt like Lord of the Rings of like this sort of like pre-earth world and these different types of people that like walk o- around with like magical creatures as well. Um, you know, there's like sort of a big evil threat that everybody has to like, everybody sort of has their own interests and is fighting each other, but also like needs to fight the threat. Um, yeah. Which is like, I mean, I, I like, I mean, it's like an allegory though, like kind of like as old as, as old as time itself <laughs> and my best <laughs> Keith David voice as old as time. Well, that's not his voice, but that's uh, close enough. but um, it's this allegory that like voice a lot where it's like insert issue. Here's the allegory. Uh, it's like people are fighting each other, but they need to fight this thing, which will kill us all if we don't like get together and agree. And then I know. also thought though it's that it's exactly what you're saying, but in this particular case, it's. come on people don't fight amongst each other you're just Mm -hmm. causing more hate in the world and that's kind of the basis of all of it is that you know the the prince is attempting to show everyone and he's from like the gentle if you want to make an american comparison like native american tribe the gentle people yeah 
Little, uh, you see on the belly of the dolls. Fern Gully. The I, I, I kept thinking about Fern Gully just because I think it came out at the same yeah. time. I think but Fern I mean, Gully like, is that's, much that's like hidden. one of many, you know, Avatar probably you could throw in yeah. there. There's just like many, many stories like this. But but I will say there there are there are, I did like I did like because there is sort of this like sort of uh, uh, sort of anti capitalist Marxist theme that I do like in it with characters like. Uh, um, What's her name? Aboshi, uh, Mini Driver's character. So, like, yeah. here you have Lady this. Aboshi, that's her yeah. name. So, like, here you have this. Like, she was probably my favorite character because, like, here you have this character that is, like, sort of, like, ostensibly feminist, empowering women in a male-dominated world, uh, sort of uh, making her presence known, making um, women independent, but at the same time, like, in a Marxist way, like, oppressing the people she is over even though she feels like she's being nice to them because at the end of the day they're trying to like produce iron and make money and they're destroying the planet through their quest for like more resources so like in a way it's like they are empowering themselves but that empowerment is totally like overshadowed by the fact that they are um reducing everything to commodity and and sort of like in, in like a marxist way but you it know? sounds like they like it <clears throat> Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, that's that's only wrong. They just call back but, to what we like, said about the language, where it was like, we love yeah. Lady Aboshi, but <laughs> we do like her, and we she, want to make you yeah. sure that you know we like her. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> me a paper, but, son. But, do you did know? You guys, but, like, but, but at the same that, time, wait. But I at like the same time, character. she did. Yeah. She did help these people. She took them out of situations that were lost situations for their lives, and gave them like purpose and food. And warmth and all these. She did help people. She did. Right. You can say whatever sure. you want about no, her but motivations. That's the, that's the thing. It's like people. I'm saying she is like she is not. She's complex. Yes. Because here she did this thing uh, by empowering these women and helping them and giving them a place to stay. But also like her quest for power and wealth. <laughs> And greed will ultimately like destroy everything she's built yes. and everything that they've all built. And it's like but a perfect allegory like, for like the way you know feminism fits into capitalism. Like you can't really be true. This movie also has giant wolves, decapitations, huge fucking yes. battles. I don't want to make it sound yeah. like these guys are boring the shit out of me with this. Shit. I'm sorry, I'm this getting movie, too this movie's got magical well, creatures. Like, I, I mean, decapitations and <laughs> For all of the noble like pursuits of Lady Aboshi here, she still shoots the peaceful god of the forest twice in the face yes. like, after the first That's one what I'm doesn't saying. take She's in order to fulfill killer. her own freaking greed. Yeah. Like, and that is the last major act she takes. And so what if she loses her arm for it? She just basically destroyed the world over that. And she gets but she's also like never out. mad at anybody, which I, I liked in the language of, of her character. No, she's terrible. <laughs> she's a terrible person. Like she's she still a person like, and she didn't deserve all But she, she wasn't she like the, to like the quintessential villain where you found her perplexing in the sense that it's like, you know, he's like, we have to save the spirit animal, whatever. And he's and she'll be like, yeah, we should. But we're not going to because this is what I'm doing. But yeah, I we're, what we're, you're we're not going to because I'm going to like the HR of destroy the fucking planet HR? to satisfy yeah, her she, greed. She'd be like, I hear what you're saying. But really, this you is what we're going to Like Lady Aboshi, you can just step my office for a second. You can me later today. It's not going to do anything, but you can, you know. All right, whoever's holding but the it's like, touch I me think doll, like, I, know, I, I did like that <laughs> aspect of the movie that it was like, I don't think anybody is truly bad. Oh, you see, I, I disagree completely. You that's what, I mean? that's what they're supposed to make you feel. But on Pond Second, maybe viewing, Bad Santa is uh, Billy Bob's character. Awful. They are clearly awful. This whole movie is supposed to talk about the balance and how you know there's there's equal merit to both sides. But you think you know, the animals total, are awful too? I don't. Fail. Here's here. I don't think I disagree. I don't think this movie is telling you that there's equal merit to both sides. I don't think this movie is passing a judgment on merit. It's saying the world is happening. There's going to be violence and collisions of things. And this is a time period where it's happening. And it, and these are people that are involved in it and go, and gods and monsters. But do you think that the hate coming off of like the animals toward the humans also was in complete contradiction to what the forest spirit actually was trying to teach in a way? Like the I forest like spirit is not an enemy of death. The forest spirit brings death with it too. 
It is. It is about yeah. the balance. He, it is bring, the he, take, he gives and takes life away. That it's yeah, You don't know shit. He's a god. He's a god. We don't know the yeah. shit. We just make shit up. He's a god who laughs when he gets shot in the neck. He doesn't give a it's shit. It's his Mononoke. You don't know shit. You cannot alter your fate, my prince. However, you can rise to meet it if you choose. You see Mononoke down there? <laughs> Princess Mononoke's going down to shore. <laughs> yeah. Go to Wawa, get a hoagie, okay? <laughs> see the Night Stalker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, did you, I remember did you see that guy. this wild boar? The South Philly Wawa Night Stalker. The South Philly Wawa Night Stalker. I watched that episode, Sierra Killers at Large. <laughs> I actually want to talk about that. I kept thinking because it was the 90s, Billy Bob Thornton's in this, and I was like, oh man, I wish he did this whole thing in his sling blade voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I incredibly such a bad such a bad choice. I'm sorry. I just he yelled everything it got what? to me. It really he never me. yells. Claire Danes yells. Are you kidding me? Every other thing is like, I'm going into the forest. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Do not follow me. <laughs> There's a lot of yelling. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene where Claire Danes gets to like yell when when he like leaves her in the forest and she's like okay i'll see you later and then she switches to her normal voice when the wolves show up she's like hey guys what's didn't up didn't you just want to hear he's like i gotta go kill this damn near uh spirit animal over there mm-hmm. All right. mm. <laughs> he didn't make r- the rice talking, look really good when he, no, um, his character so yeah, billy bob's character that it grosses me out every, i've seen this movie 10 20 times and every time he takes the bullet with his chopsticks and he's like, oh. this came from inside a dead god. And he's just like, huh. And he puts it back and then just keeps eating with the same chopsticks. No cleaning, no like attention to it. This Disgusting. poison bullet that killed a 25-foot-long yeah. boar. Yeah. Was you like mean the squids all over the fucking boar? That doesn't gross yeah. you out? You mean the, the girl sucking blood out of a wolf's teat does not gross you out? <laughs> But the chops say that an all time <laughs> entry by uh, for like a, an all time meat cute. I'm gonna say it's made my favorite meat cute of all time. When when uh, Prince, uh, what's his name, Ashitaka, is looking through the looking through the the forest at her, and she turns around, and her face is just covered in blood, and there's like a gaping wound in the side of the wolf, and he's like so hot. <laughs> <laughs> and Dreamweaver plays. <laughs> Dreamweaver. Yeah, so like soft like focus. Spitting the blood out. Yeah, the... she spits it out. He's like, oh my God, I'm in love. <laughs> so hey, baby, what's your name? <laughs> okay. So what so, was... What? Hold on, I have a question. I actually have a legitimate plot question because I phased out a little bit towards in the second act of the movie. 
who exactly is the Billy Bob character again? And how does he, cause he pretends to be a monk, but he's actually a spy for the emperor. Like who, who is he exactly? He's like Boba Fett. He's like the bounty hunter of the whole thing. In my opinion. Boba Fett. Oh, did you say Boba Fett? I, I, I call it absolutely Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Boba T. I've been in New York too long. <laughs> hey, I got this Boba Fett over here. Good for you. Right. Put it I on just... your skin. You rub it on. It's good. Cool. <laughs> you want some Boba, Boba Fett? Fett. It's a fat of the boba. It's right from the boba. Hey, you it's, know, it makes it glow. It's fresh. We need to bring <laughs> back uh, our hats, also being the dish that we eat out of. That should be a thing that we need to bring back <laughs> in this society. You walk into a house and they're like, oh, we're just making some dinner. You want it? You're like, yeah. You flip yeah. your hat on the table and you're just ready to go eat. Everybody, <laughs> just you have your own bowl. That's you the just have your own bowl. It. Nobody has to do That's dishes. That's the beginning of the commercial. And then it's like, hat plates. Yay. Charming. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> Well, you know what? I am interested in like one thing that they never really explored in this is like no, who who was he? I'm asking a question. Who was he? Was working, out, he was, was working guy? for the he was a contract like a contracted monk assassin or whatever who worked for the emperor to try and collect the head of the god, and oh, okay. he worked a right. deal with the Iron Lady Eboshi. to combine yeah. their forces. Yeah, like that. And he thought I think he was trying to recruit Ashi Ashitoka. The head of, of the the head the of the night Because he saw him because he saw him whooping ass in that scene when he charges into the massacre and just starts lopping heads off with his arrows. Yeah, they with this with the samurai apparently are bad people. Um they're they yeah, they're a they're like a barbarian mercenary group of samurais. Got it. Actually, I mean, that is true. That because yeah. I really, I honestly yeah. did not fully understand the motivation behind all the factions, and there were so well, many samurai. The samurai in general in history, uh, when you know, I, I think they went into the Edo period. I know a little bit about this history, but the Edo period, and then into the turn of the century when Japan is coming out of, um, you know, kind of being this ancient society and then modernizing. They okay, redid the with the Bushido. Wait, wait. I'm getting, I'm getting to the point here. They redid I don't the believe that for cold. a second. They, re, they redid the Bushido cold, kind of made a propaganda thing as we're getting close to World War One and Two, And that's when we yeah, get the samurai the being. Talking animals. You I get just, the sa- I'm not talking about the. I'm talking about the samurai. One point yeah, at a time. Yeah, but the point is, who were the guys with the with the poison darts then? They were hired by the Billy Bob Thornton character. They were all the hunters and mercenaries that he hired because then they have that whole part in the forest where they're in the bear costume. Yes, they're yeah, asking, like, does a bear shit was... in the woods? And they Pigs. basically, yeah. Pigs. They so were, yeah, we're all they there were. and then they explain like, why did I hire all these great hunters if you won't even look at the, the okay, night? Okay, okay, okay. All right, got it. Anyway, go back to your history lesson. Sorry, thank you for explaining. Anyway, the point is, is that the samurai were (laughs) not. The point is, you guys don't get this movie. Yeah, I get it. The samurai weren't as big. That's the problem, though. I get it. Yeah, you don't get it. Sorry, you were saying something about samurai. You guys don't get it. I'm not saying nothing. None of you are smart enough. None of you are smart enough to get it. Totally over my head. This movie. This is what my degree. I'm going outside now. I'll be right back. (laughs) My arm is very bloated. (laughs) So did this movie have any crossover effect? I didn't look up how much this one got this one was made for and made, so uh righty. Crossover? Was it even was it in theaters? I don't remember. Yeah, this had a theatrical release, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You also could be lying to the audience right now. I lie okay. all the time on the, this. Uh, how sure are you on a scale of? <laughs> it okay, definitely so came out of a theater in Japan. I'm actually not sure if I'm lying or not. It's just the budget is in yen, and I believe it is two billion four hundred million yen was the budget. Okay. Um, there's uh, no what translates to three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the the total gross worldwide was 170 million. So I, I don't know how to do the math, dollars. but that doesn't sound good. 170 million dollars, yeah. That sounds good for a but cartoon. It had a, it had a US That's not in English. Um, it had that a US really release, good, actually. Right? Yeah. That's a yeah, big I don't, I don't technical aspects, it's not what I want. No one cares. I don't know. That's what I got. I got. I got some yen. I got some dollars. Dave, give us I, some. Give us some dick jokes in the title. <laughs> some, is it alternative dick joke titles? 
I mean, usually or like fairly, fairly direct dick joke titles. I'm very proud <laughs> of my, I'm, I'm very proud of my reputation. So yeah, right. <laughs> all right. alternative titles. Are we ready for this? Yeah. Are you, wait, does, do you have a haiku? No, I haven't written haikus in a while just because. No, haiku is in. Um, out of all the movies, away. not write a haiku for. Well, I, I mean, that is true. A Japanese movie. That is an excellent point, Dave. We're perfect. We literally watched a Japanese movie. Well, the title of the movie is too long to be in a haiku. No, 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 okay. Hence where you're from. <laughs> 20 syllables. <laughs> Alternative titles. Here we go. Uh, squid hentai. Uh, no. Worm, no, no. Worms, no, dear, worms damn near ate my arm. Um, grandma rides piggyback or nothing. Uh, <laughs> monkey princess Bukaki. Uh, nah, you had to get out princess, of your system. Mo problems. Um, <laughs> elk fuckers. Uh, <laughs> yo, the forest be tripping. Um, <laughs> Momo and the Prince. Uh, Okie dokie, Mononoke. Okie dokie, Mononoke. Why are you killing it, Dave? It? Oh, That's the best title is. you've ever come up with. I think we should end the podcast now. <laughs> Princess Bloodsuck. Um, it's me, Kuroko, the Oxfucker. I'm still alive. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you had I princess, you had Okie Dokie Mononoke sitting in your back pocket, and you just waited. <laughs> you just waited to the right. <laughs> yeah. um, Iron Lady done did me wrong. Uh, feed me like a mama bird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ill I remember that. Yeah, that Two big funny. wolves walk into a bar. Um, <laughs> boars on parade. Uh, Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah. uh, princess and Yoki. Um, uh, <laughs> and forest. That's the Jesus. Italian version. <laughs> yeah. Princess. <laughs> no, hey, princess, I got a princess Mononoke. This big thing come out of the woods. I, <laughs> like, oh my god, is that the Italian <laughs> translation? Giuseppe, this is so messed up. Hey, hey. Uh, Dave, that was wonderful. Uh, Dave, Dave, Dave gets this movie. Uh, this movie. You guys don't get guys. Okie dokie, dokie. <laughs> I mean, right. it was actually, it was hard to come up with titles for this because a lot of it I was actually just watching and felt really like endearing to the forest. And I was like, we're destroying the world. This is right. We're I'm like, oh, man. We're awful humans. You guys we're don't like how this awful. movie made you feel because it's truth and it hurts you. It hurts your little soul. Just like Fern Gully. Just like <laughs> and Avatar. And Avatar. <laughs> yeah. And Lord of the Rings. And, and Independence Captain, Day. Captain America. I love the way Independence Day made me feel. Actually, Independence <laughs> Independence Day. Independence Day. Independence Day. All right, I washed it in my pants. It was a. Do I go first or last? Since it's my movie, you ask no, the last. You go last. I think you should you get should to have defend it. Do we you have everybody's segment and then you go last? Okay. Yeah. Dave, you're on a roll. Does Princess Mononoke suck now? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm too big of a fan of anime to say this sucks now. So I'm going to say no. Uh, I just don't, I, I think they, I wanted it to be like almost, uh, like a show. Cause I wanted to see more. I felt like the only problem I had with it was how they wrapped it up in the end. I'm like, there's more to explore there. And I would have liked to see the story go further, but no, I don't think it sucks now. I wonder, I, would part of that was, I wonder if part of that, if there was lost footage or something in the Miramax fight or whatever. That yeah. That came at the end that they were like, you gotta chop something. We can't put out a two hour and forty five minute Japanese animated movie that was <laughs> about, like the, about the forest dying. <laughs> that was very unusual for the time. For like, but we got Billy Crud up. Like no, <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> Mini Driver. She just won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, didn't she? Right, so Dave does not think it sucks now. Pass it along, Dave. What do you All think right. Um, 
Mike, does it suck now? Uh, this is tough because I, I was like, I don't know. I struggled with this watching of it. I haven't seen it probably in, in 20 years. And I think it was just like too ham fisted <laughs> of an allegory for me now. There was a where, lot of Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just. <laughs> there was a like, lot of fucking ham. There was a yeah. lot of ham in this movie. But, um, the scene where they're all well, running, it's like ham. It's like wild boars. It was a wild boar. Avalanche of ham. The movie made me hungry. And just, <laughs> but um, I, mean, I think the animation. I think the animation is impressive. Um, the the story's like pretty cool, but I just feel like it's just so much has happened in the last 20 years where the allegory, I think, seems a little bit outdated and a little ham-fisted where it's like, yeah, we know that like capitalism will destroy the world or whatever, you know, he's sort of saying through this and we need to like get back to nature and take care of the planet and live in harmony and all this stuff. But I just feel like so much has been said and it's become more nuanced in the How last much? 20 years. So much. So, so much. much. But, uh, much. but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't <laughs> like hit the same way. It just felt like a little bit like philosophy one-on-one. And that tends to irk me at this point where I'm like, I think I want just a little more now. But I love this. Like, this is like a perfect Does It Suck Now movie because it's like, I really love this movie in college and watched it many, many times. But I just think it maybe it does suck now for me. If you had to compare and contrast and take like Cowboy Bebop or this, do you think they're just two different things or around the same error? error I don't know Cowboy Bebop. I don't really like, I'm not (laughs) super, well, I'm not super deep into anime. Um, It just doesn't like really resonate with me. But, um, but I guess like, I don't know, I do like some anime and it has to be like real specific and I just don't really watch a lot of it. So, so this is like, uh, me stepping outside of my like sort of taste and wheelhouse and like movies. Um, good, good for you, Mike. Uh, for and it's like, it's fine. Your porn. And yeah. I was like, I'm not going to like, criti- I, I don't think I would criticize any of you for liking it. Cause I can a hundred percent see how people like it, but it's just like, I don't think wow. this is, this movie wow. is for me anymore yeah. you, wow. can, you can you can get yeah, off that you went gigantic horse you're on right now yeah. answer the question <laughs> down. josh josh what's the uh, answer answer the does, question does this movie suck nail <laughs> i thought that <laughs> wait i didn't feel like i got hey, mike are you saying that it sucks now yeah i i, I think i am he said i wouldn't but, judge you if you like it but and I think it was like a confusing breakup. That was like, are we broken up? That's that. That's that's it. That's what you want. It's not me. It's you. It's not you. It's me. Just like a philosophy man. It's not yeah. you. It's you. You just it's broke you. up with yourself. <laughs> Have you ever used I, that awesome line? It's not you. It's you. <laughs> I, I want to. I want to piggyback off of some points Mike made. Um, like and I, 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 it's a weird family you got. <laughs> um, Princess Mononoke. Come on. I, I feel like I've watched a healthy dose of anime, and I uh, yes, they are all like at least these feature films when they try to make a big splash in an international market, and that's where they feel like they're going to go. They do, and this one in particular, a lot relies heavily on like strong thematic, like allegories, storytelling, and that's very important to the way that they try to present, you know, the the story of these movies. And it does it really well here, but ham-fisted is exactly the way I also would have described how they presented this conflict. And I don't know. From a storytelling standpoint, I just had an issue with the with the I thought was a really incredible crescendo of how they went about displaying everything. And then the blob that kills everybody and the head in a box, it like just I mean, I'm talking about like a very superficial way of looking at the way the story was told. I didn't like the way they wrapped it up. And on top of that, I could nitpick at the voice acting stuff that bothered me. But to quickly say that I don't think it sucks, I just I'm coming from a perspective where it was so impactful when I first saw it 
and you can't get past the reputation it has historically and what, you know, how people view it in such a high regard. I just wanted more out of it. And it did not deliver the second time around much to my disappointment. Can we play man in the box, by the way, at some point in this podcast? Yeah. This is a pro Alice in Chains podcast. That'll be an addition to, to my alternative. I don't care what you say, Mike. We're in the box. The head of the box. I'm the head in the box. Artistically, though, I, I want to I touch on the, the artistic. I mean, like some of the actual animation, I caught myself being like, wow. Like some of the rain scenes, to just think that that was like hand-drawn in like thousands of cells with like the detail of the rain hitting and all of that. I'm just like, this is like the way that they made it is incredible. And Do you think we're what, over in like inducted into the computer graphics era? era oh, without a doubt. Yeah. You I mean, need, like, you need spoiled. a different word, Dave. You need a different word that we got to find. It's yeah, not inducted. No, for uh, era. Better era. Than, instead of, I don't know what another word is for era, but there's got to be a cool word that you can Genre. Use. Genre could work. No, because you mean a time period. You're talking about time period. Era. Well, an era is a time period, I would argue. We're going to have a meeting about that. Let's let's think about that. That's the next board meeting. It's still like the the (laughs) artistic talent that that went into this movie is mind blowing. (laughs) Um, The artistic talent is mind blowing. Maybe some of it got lost in translation. I didn't like the storytelling. And and I didn't like, and I also thought, I disagree. And maybe over time, I lost the sympathy for what they, I really, I disagree. All right. You didn't like it. Jesus Jesus Christ. Wrap it up. But I just, (laughs) all right. You don't like it. I get it. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Could have fooled me. Give me me the ball. Give me the ball. All right. Take it home. Take it home. This movie fucking rules and you're all idiots. This is one of the five greatest films in the history of movie. What are the other four? That's it. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, Pootie Tang, Days of Heaven, <laughs> and Star Wars. What the fuck? What do you think they are in this? All movies that we've done. All of those movies. Oh, yeah, I guess we haven't done Star Wars. No. But Why would we? That's it. That's the five greatest movies ever made. Godfather got knocked out by Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Surprise. It's, it, nobody saw it coming, but it did. I thought Pootie Tang would knock out every I'm not movie. shocked by that. Pootie Tang is number one, and it's forever so everybody else is battling for <laughs> by the way the listening audience can't see that mike's glasses are reflecting his screen and he looks like he's in minority report right now yeah it's actually i was noticing that too it looks really cool all right let I me talk about this future. movie because i love this movie yeah. all right these are some of the little details about princess mononoke that i love i love the way they take the time to show ashitaka stringing his bow with a new string even though nothing happened to the old one because he knows he's going to fight a fucking demon (laughs) so he's like they show that in an animated movie they take a whole second to show him do that to give character and this movie's filled with moments like that there's also the way i like the way like the camera forces you to tilt your head i bet you every one of you motherfuckers was tilting your head to try and see something slightly off screen that you wanted to see because this movie is masterful in creating like a sense of itself outside of its screens two i love the way that uh Billy Bob Thornton, Billy Bob Thornton um, takes like a minute, his character to eat in order to think in his conversation with Ashitoka. It's brilliant. It's wonderful that they do that. Every time he gets thrown offside by something Ashitoka says, because what Ashitoka says is fucking crazy. He scoops his food up real fast and then he th- and he's got something to say. It's amazing. It's so cool that they do shit like that. I also love the way the wolf and the elf sniff each other when they meet each other at the end. Uh, after the last battle and like animals who like ready to fight to the death like they just kind of give each other a sniff like oh, what you've been up to man you've been in some shit you don't have to show that in an animated movie or in any movie really they go out of the way to show these details of this world and i think contrary to you guys oh my favorite little bit the little wood spirits when they know that the uh, night walker is going to change back into the funny looking deer, he uh, they know there's going to be a huge gust of wind. So they all climb up the trees and they wait for him to, to shrink and it uses a whole gust of wind. And they're all like, <laughs> and they love it. And they're waving in the air. This movie does not have to show you that a movie does not have to show you that. And there's no other movie I've ever seen in my life. I just thought to myself, do they do that things. every night? The little yes, people clearly yeah, and sure they, they love did. it it's part of right. their ritual there's yeah. so much life in this movie and every of, night it just seems be, like such a commitment i mean that was the stuff i liked about almost it. over anyway dave they only got a few more this is like the last night they get to do it <laughs> yeah seriously um they uh they this know that? Just, no they don't know that but they're <laughs> enjoying <laughs> every day 
Um, I just, I, and I think contrary to what you guys are saying, I should say as an alternative way of looking at it, because I don't think there's anything wrong with saying it's heavy handed because it is. But I think that with all of that other stuff going on, all of every character having their own little arc to get over, no matter like everywhere, all over the movie, uh, the the magic of it, the the like quiet of it, the shocking violence when it comes, all this stuff that's in there, it's so fucking rich that you have to just work on an allegory level, a basic one. Everything is supposed to be basic because there's a bazillion things to look at and pay attention to in this. It's fucking awesome. But one of the five best movies ever made, period. That's what I stand on that. Right. I love it. I, 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 I also like want to say I loved hearing you guys talk about it. I was what quiet about because the I enjoyed Gun? it. Five movies. Yeah. I do love Nicky. <laughs> no, I mean, well, artistically, I'm look, I, I cannot agree with you enough and overstate how artistically impressive this movie is. Like, despite all of the issues I had with the storytelling and all of those criticisms, it was like a joy to watch for the entire two hours and 13 minutes. Like, visually, I was entertained. Like, I, I don't think this movie I was is passing away. judgment. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's a it's splendid for the eyes. I just think I don't think this movie is making a philosophical judgment on this stuff. I think it's just noting shit that humans have done in its own fairy tale version of it. Like, and you can say it's not. It doesn't feel timely right now because maybe like it's hard to look down the middle because we see how easily that gets corrupted in this world or whatever. But that's going to be cyclical. And this movie will come back and and completely mean something else to another generation that looks at it. It's awesome. It's awesome. Love it. You know, I said I liked the movie. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? I want to say I've always been kind of snobby towards anime and I outside of Studio Ghibli, which I've loved since I first saw one of these movies. And um, like, I just think like to me, there's a lot of there's so much anime content and it's so saturated and so much of it follows such a formula that it was hard for me as an outsider to find that. And I've been making more of an effort the last couple of years to get into it. So I've been watching, I've been trying to watch some, so like expand my horizons a little bit. I'm not ready for like a 60 episode anime yet where I have to like follow 27 plots because I don't always find plot layering interesting. Um, but I did really like the cyberpunk edge runners. Uh, oh, it was show great. a lot. And it was just one season and it's, it gets out at the exact right time when it's just starting to lose itself up its own ass. And it, then it ends, and it's that was really good. But you should watch if you haven't. I thought you guys watched Samurai Champlo. I've never even heard of that. So yeah, that we're, we're, Cowboy Bebop, they do all jazz. I never watched that either. In it, which is awesome. He's a bounty hunter in space. Samurai I've seen Champlo, Cowboy Bebop. I, I like Western. Bebop. You know, they do the whole like more like well, I wouldn't say Western because they got it uh, from Yojimbo, but it's Samurai's yeah. two guys together, and it's all hip hop music. And the animation fight scenes are pretty pretty cool. Kind of okay. like Afro Samurai 2, which was an American anime. So I, I did watch that one. You, you know what was not good, you, though? There's a three-part Godzilla anime on Netflix oh yeah. that's that was, like that six hours good. long, and there's not, a single monster, there's not a single monster fight in all fucking six hours. And I watched the whole goddamn thing. Six <laughs> so, fucking so hours. So, J-Bone, it's, uh, it's, it's funny to hear you say that, you you know, like your own admission that you're not so immersed in the, um, you know, the anime sort of, I'm not a weeb. I distinctly remember actually watching Akira for the first time. I love Akira. Yeah. In high school. And Akira was a mind blowing, like, like perception shifting sort of movie that I saw for the first time with you that you showed me. Um, And I was actually surprised you did not pick Akira over this movie to watch. Akira is fucking weird, man. It is. I've fallen asleep in Akira so many times. Yeah, I've also I've seen Akira in every state of mind that I think I've ever been in in my existence, uh, and I don't I couldn't fucking tell you what was happening in that movie for a second. That's a, that I think it's not, the same. Really? I love it. I think what you have to remember too is that anime. I've watched a lot of animes. You, they all follow like kind of their own, like you said, your own formula. So that one is about technology taking over. I couldn't tell you exactly what it's about because like that it all ends in a giant baby. blob. It all yeah, ends in a giant blob. And yeah. yeah, well, that is true. And then like Everything. Ghost in the Shell is like it. Sometimes they get so detailed. Part of it I really appreciate. Sometimes Which you know I fucking love. I just want to get lost in the detail constantly. I just love that. Yeah, is that sarcasm? <laughs> Ironically, I just talked about getting lost in the detail of uh, Princess Manuki. Ah, give it to Princess Manuki feels rewarding to get lost in its details. I don't, oh, I don't get that usually from those like plot thick serial stories. I don't. That doesn't do it for me. That's tough for me. I got you. I yeah. got you. I got you, Boo. 
that would be I mean, my, my I, real. I, I think also at the point where I have like two kids and they're, it, I like cannot think about things too deeply, and my entertainment has become like very shallow. <laughs> I would like on that note, I'd like to that, recommend. Yeah. A, a, there's a wonderful cartoon on Netflix called Hilda. It's like a I don't know Norwegian or Scan- some kind of Scandinavian cartoon about mm. this little girl, and he has, she has magical adventures with like elves and shit and trolls, and it's awesome. I walk, watch with my little one. It's got music by oh, all these really cool. awesome like British artists. It's very like uh, ambient, like trippy music through the whole show, and it's really cool. <laughs> sounds great. I like it a lot. Throw that on with the kiddos. I recommend it. All ages. It gets a little a little scary, but Margot made it, and she's a big wuss. I mean, the little I've one. I've watched uh, – Thea's really into Hocus Pocus right now, and I've watched Hocus Pocus 1 and 2 about 100 times in the last – Oh, yeah. Two she weeks. can handle it. How, how, she can how handle old it. is Thea? Because so, um, almost four. Well, I thought she was going to – So in the 1993 version, they made a kid's movie where they talk about virgins constantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like part of the plot. So then in the, the Hocus Pocus 2, there's a great joke where uh, – um, they're telling the story of the Sanderson sisters and the guy talks about, they need a virgin to light the candle and some little kid goes, what's a virgin. <laughs> and he, he's like, uh, it's somebody who's, uh, never lit a candle before. And everyone goes, ha, 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 ha. we know what a virgin is. <laughs> my, we had that with a golden girls episode the other day. My, all the, the girls nice. in my house watch golden girls together. And this one it's episode great was show. filthy. They were talking about, they were like, there was like sex jokes and talking about condoms and stuff. And <laughs> and like the, the two of the characters were sharing a man and the one was like really horny and wanted him when it wasn't her night. And like <laughs> my six-year-old's watching it. She's like, what's a condom? And my wife was just like, oh, they're talking about buying stuff, like grown-up stuff. And she's like, okay. And so we can just like, we're still <laughs> yeah. fast enough to like move past it, but I don't have to explain that one. So well, I mean, God. Thea's never asked me what a virgin is. So I'm like, yeah. great. We watch a lot of Bob's Burgers in my household. Yeah. And Bob's Burgers is perfect with the innuendo placing about how a kid does not understand it at all, but thinks it's hilarious. And adults are like, oh, man. And the, <laughs> clearly the kid doesn't understand it. It's amazing. What's um? What's our so? Who's next on our? What's our rotation? Is it I back think to Mike? I was yeah. I it's was back. The, it's back to Mike, and we're just doing we're doing picks, right? We're just, just picks. Mike's, Mike yeah, just so, picks, um, and we're gonna we're gonna mix it up. Hopefully, we'll have. I got Ryan equalizer <laughs> two. There's one I haven't. Hold that shit. Time to think about that. You have time. Hold that shit. We're not gonna lock you in. I have I have been thinking about this next pick, and I had two movies that I came up with for different reasons. Uh, two movies that I watched a lot like at different stages in life, which was one was uh blues brothers oh, and, uh. and the other was Dante's peak. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dante's Two peak. very different movies. And I kind oh, of, man. I'm kind of leaning towards um, Dante's, peak. Dante's peak. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm going to pick. Is that Pierce Brosnan? Is that Pierce yeah, Brosnan? Movie? Yeah, and there's just like a lot of great. Um, I watched <laughs> it maybe like over the pandemic, like a couple of years ago. I had a thousand like, questions for you right now. <laughs> you like, so, got to do Dante's Peak, then uh, Volcano, and then the no. Crocodile one with Betty White. Yes, so yes, <laughs> only to that last one. Wait, what's the Crocodile one? Like, 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 you want to watch Volcano oh, with yeah. Emily Jones? We're just doing a series no. here. All right, that'll be my pick. It's fine. If that it's one fine. is like, well, that one has a similarly a lot of like people being like melted by lava or no, acid. No, Mike, I like, want you to go into. Can you share more personal details as to how Dante's Peak is an important personal movie? Doesn't matter. You? It's his movie. Um, it I was a movie know. that was on TV a lot. Um, when I was like, in my like <laughs> college years <laughs> and. And early twenties, and for okay, some reason, okay. I would I've just always watched it. It's a movie, also that over the years I watched with Sarah. It's like it's a also a movie that she likes a lot, and okay. will be, will randomly be on TV, and we kind of just always end up watching it. I feel like um, I'm learning something new about you. She right? got like Ooh, Dante's Peak. Roger, the director, <laughs> it's just like yeah, Roger it's Donaldson like one of also movies. directed Cocktail, The Bounty, and Species. Oh yeah, that'll, nice. that'll do that's it. So I see. I feel like, and recently it's funny because I was trying to choose. I was trying to choose, and I was talking to one of my friends who worked on Ghost Adventures, and out of nowhere, he was like, "You should do Dante's Peak," and I was just like, <laughs> and I started oh thinking like, because because it was like one of the movies on a list. It's like one of those movies that like everybody of a certain age. Oh, sorry, I'm being shushed right now. 
Well, sure. uh, you, so got, you got so pumped about Dante's Peak. Peak. But I'm just he saying, also directed <laughs> Dave as a connoisseur it's of like titties. one of those movies that's in the like, getaway for people who are our age. Like it's just in the lexicon. Um, I remember that it's, movie. It's on TV exactly. a lot. We've all probably yep. seen it in the. I can't. Remember, I think I saw it in the theaters. But did you ever see the Getaway by the same director where Kim Basinger's boobies are? Oh out yes, definitely. Have seen that. Them shits that is movie. nice. Oh, yeah. Them Sarah, shits is nice. Sarah, the next movie we're going to do is Dante's Peak. <laughs> do you have anything to say about Dante's Dedic- Peak? Dedicated to his wife. Yeah, I'm dedicating oh, it so to sweet. you. Mm. Think about it. Oh my God! Can you hear us, Sarah? <laughs> no, she can't hear you. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, so we're she's. Wait, we're telling, no, I'm just trying to process waiting. why you guys are doing it, and then we're doing it for you. Your husband picked it. He, Mike well, said you love that movie. Yeah, he gave us this whole romantic story about how it, like it was a bonding thing. He for said you he used to watch. used to watch it together, and you would call him Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> We've definitely watched that movie a lot. <laughs> it definitely was the first of the two um, volcano movies that came out. <laughs> that is its claim to fame. That's actually accurate. That is 100% and true. It, and it's <laughs> arguably the better of the two. Although I do also have a soft spot for volcano. Volcano. Mr. <laughs> called volcano with yeah. um, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. Anne Heche and Tommy Lee Jones. That yeah. is yeah. also. That's a great one. Very oh, good. We should do a double feature. <laughs> yeah, you should do a double no. feature. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's not a bad hey, idea. You get one movie. You get one. You get yeah, one. Um, and you watch. pick your one volcano movie. We're going to watch Princess and Yoki. And then, okay. but Dante's <laughs> Peak. I mean, Dante's Peak is just—it's just so bad. It's easy to watch, and the grand yeah, goes down easy. And there's a really <laughs> intense moment where the grandmother walks through lava. Yeah, to don't spoil it. I haven't seen this movie since the nineties. It's not really spoiling it to say that, but just watch out for the grandma Josh who walks through <laughs> lava to save. A dog, some vulnerable, some other vulnerable character in the dog. show. Does she yeah. come out with just like burning stumps? But she's holding yeah. the dog and like yeah. at least I got and then she dies. It's about sacrifice, or, man. She yeah. dies. Spoiler alert! Spoiler. It's sacrifice not, on Dante's peak. It's not <laughs> really. And then the grandmother, she plays another character in something else that came out around that era. I don't know. Lake Placid. I think Placid. Yes, is it, it is. White? I think it's Lake Placid. It's the same actress. Oh my god! It is not Betty White. It is is Betty White. It's not Betty White. He also directed this guy also directed 13 Days. Did you ever see 13 Days with Costner? Uh, About the Cuban Missile Crisis? That was pretty good. No, maybe you guys should maybe you guys should do that. Cocktail? No, he directed No Way Out. Mike could pick again. I recommend a cocktail like five times. Have you guys done any um, Oliver Stone movies? Because no. have we done any? Of I feel no. like you should do like JFK or. Oh my God, that's we haven't done hours. Platoon. Something. I mean, no one's just sitting there. We haven't done Full Moon Jacket. I don't think you should do Platoon. No, but Platoon's I, not going to be a, a funny movie. The doors. Yeah, JFK. Yeah, the doors. Not the doors. Yeah. The doors. The doors. I, is I love fun. any given Sunday. Any given Sunday so. is my favorite. I love any given Sunday. Well, that's your pick then. It might. It might be. I'm it doing the equalizer with Queen Latifah. Or what about if you do a sports movie? What if you did um, anything with Queen Latifah? Chicago. We want to do we need to do cop car um, with Queen Latifah and, and Jimmy. Oh, I would do that. that Moneyball. What if you did Moneyball? That would. Probably... I love Moneyball. Moneyball is an amazing movie. It's I watch that on YouTube all the time. I watch clips of it up with Moneyball. Well, the it's next the next movie we're doing is I was gonna pick the Blues Brothers, but I think everybody got really excited that I said Dante speaks. So I think we're gonna yeah. no, I do the Blues speak. Brothers. I love the Blues Brothers. Yeah, Come on. maybe the Blues Mike, Brothers. Mike, you have to you have to finalize this before I fade out all this gibberish at the end. So well, hey, I mean, we, you have one minute forty five seconds. The Blues Brothers is not a me oh, movie, no. but maybe for <laughs> you guys. I, don't I just know. feel like we're gonna have more fun talking about. I don't Dante's think a lot of. I don't think a lot of my Mike. It's your my, pick. Just pick my whatever generation you want. Would yeah, I really feel it. like I can visualize Dante. Well, I think I'm. Well, I'm going to pick Dante's Peak because I think like Blues Brothers is is a funny movie that's going to be hard to be funny talking about. <laughs> 
but I I think Dante Dante's Peak is a serious movie that will be funny when we talk about it. It's a serious movie. <laughs> hey everybody, my name's John. And I'm Rob. And we're from Bad Anime, the podcast where we decide, is, is this, this anime, anime bad? bad? And we heard y'all were talking about Princess Mononoke, and we talked with Mike about Princess Mononoke a little while ago. Rob, what, what did you think about the, the Studio Ghibli movie? Uh, I can understand the uh, a lot of the significance behind it, you know, the time frame it came out, especially its impact on the Western audience. But as a piece of media in and of itself, you know, I was bored, like really bored. Yeah. Yeah, like the, I agree. I, I think we summed it up pretty well. We were saying like the first, like the beginning and the end had some really cool stuff in it, and there was like interspliced. There was nice salt and pepper throughout, but goddamn, I, it was two, it was two hours and fifteen minutes that felt like five. It did. It really felt like a long ass time. I, I think the middle really dragged, especially. I think it didn't exactly help that the protagonist Ashitaka is a wet blanket of a man. Uh, oh, I don't think the, that one helped the, at all. One of the least interesting protagonists we've covered, oh, and no. we and we're getting close to what sixty episodes at this point on our show. Right. So we um we've experienced some boring protagonist. <laughs> I mean, all he had was like a, a really ripped jack off arm and a and a really intense protection to protect the forest for a, a wolf babe. Yeah, so, he was Issei um, Hyodo in uh, High School DxD. He was the li- same fucking literally Issei in High School DxD, but not as funny or cool. No. Yeah. So I mean, that's our thoughts on Princess Mononoke. Cheesy, boring, but uh, dude, would you call it bad though? I wouldn't call it bad. No, I mean, yeah, it, it was a flawed bad. film, but it was pretty, and I do remember a couple of key, really fun scenes. So can't it, call it, it bad. was. It was really pretty. I, it was really nice. Yeah, it looked good. It looked good, and the forest spirit. Um, looked looked really dumb all right back to you guys thanks for uh thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the network the snl sketch with james mcavoy's from philly and they're doing like the charming commercial he's like yeah (laughs) your girl goes in the bathroom and you follow her because you're gonna like hit that, and you, you know you just hit it, and you don't even know she just took a big deuce because charming. <laughs> Speaking of Philly, to, to like tonight on this pod, it's gonna be really hard because we're gonna be saying so many Princess Mononoke's that it's <laughs> like it's just gonna be a mess. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna say it like a thousand different ways, but my Philly. You reminded me of an extra title that I need to write down. That, oh, that Princess Mononoke. We took we took the big kid to go see um, Les Mis at in the yeah. theater here, and it was awesome. It was just really awesome. It was the traveling production, and this guy, the guy, the main guy, was amazing. But one of the little there's a character of a little girl who uh, sings a big song. It's one of the big songs. It's like the one that all the little kids love. Yeah, and she had this poor uh, actress. Castle on yeah, a cloud. Castle on a cloud, and mm. this poor actress who was wonderful comes out and just drops the biggest like Baltimore accent. She basically says like hun cloud. Like, <laughs> she's like cloud. Like yeah, it's all there. And we were all just like everybody else is doing like French or Britishy accents. And this girl <laughs> last minute like from Baltimore. Killing. No, Baltimore, went, I, Baltimore she, accent could be could pass as like British. <laughs> in what you've universe. never been exactly well when when my <laughs> when my high school or no no my college from Philly went to England to London to study for the semester. Everybody was like, "Where are you guys from? Uh, uh, Australia?" Because <laughs> everybody had thick Philly accents. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> taking a tube. They're you like, just want some shrimp? Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna some shrimp on a barbie. Use, you still want it? Yeah. No, no. no. They do say in Baltimore. They say ham. And Thune, yeah. so it's kind of Phillyish. Like, well, did you ever see that Thirty Rock episode where they're like, "Oh my God, they found you know what's a, it was Alec Baldwin's wife." They, she's like, <laughs> "Found the commercial," and she's like, "The one I did in Baltimore." Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and the commercial was for a clothing was a furniture company called the O. <laughs> everybody down here cuts. when you sing the national anthem the part when it's like oh say can you see like the big part everybody goes oh's like the orioles no matter where you are anyway hi in your ear podcast network